Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doeys, and I know it's been a good while since we've last been here, but I have a great group of folks that uh, I believe all went to convention, and so that's going to be our topic. So uh, let me introduce everybody. We have Miss Anna Trotman. Hello. Megan Hargrave. Hello, everybody. Jason Earls. Hello. And Aaliyah Dudley. I was kind of scared when Jason walked into the hotel. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Why? Just because, you know, Jason in Vegas. It's kind of scary. You weren't scared when I boarded the plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the fear started when we touched down in Vegas. <laughs> we uh, we all flew into Vegas together. Me, Aaliyah, and Jason. We took up one row. And it was epic. It was great. Yeah. The flight attendant even yes. knew that Jason was a troublemaker. So, you know. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. We had some good times and we were annoyed a lot. So that's going to be what our topic is today. Annoyance? Annoyance at people and how, the Screen behaviors of people. turned off. Yeah, the behavior of people at convention. <laughs> right. Oof. But we first want well, to... And not just convention. Yeah, no. Yeah, but anywhere, really. Just in general. But we want to start with the news, and we have a lot to talk about. Well, let's zoom on over to the biggest news story. <laughs> you know, it's not even right to make that pun, given how awful they were. <laughs> Like, I'm seriously considering not using Zoom for Mac unless absolutely necessary. I'm going to be using Zoom on mobile devices, but not on my Mac, certainly. Ugh. So, Zoom got caught by security researchers who Being determined... Bad. Very bad. Yes, who determined that the platform was being used on Mac maliciously. They installed a web server so they could avoid having to ask their users to use a webcam. And it also allowed them to reinstall the application on demand. So if you click a Zoom link anywhere, instead of bringing you to download the app, it just says, oh, hey, we could just put this right back for you. Yep, without you even having to consent to that. So Ew. that meant Ew. that... No, yeah, very thank icky. you. Um, I actually hadn't heard this story. Oh, really? Oh, this is a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when Zoom was contacted about it initially, they essentially said, well... This is what our users want, and uh, it's there for convenience sake. But I'm sorry, having an oh, open no. web server on my Mac when there doesn't need to be one, and when it's being used essentially for convenience sake, but at the cost of my security, that's a problem. Yeah, so Apple has a feature that they can use to uh, go in and add security patches and different things on the Mac. It checks us once or twice a day. And yeah, I believe it's a daily check. And has only been used about four times in, in its existence. This was one of those times. Yeah. Apple forcibly removed that web server from every computer's installation of macOS. Yeah. And, and we, honestly, we're giving a very brief overview of this. Um, there are a couple of great podcasts and one we listened to in depth yesterday about this. Um, the NoSillaCast podcast, as well as Checklist by Secure Mac, both do very in-depth talks about what it is, why it's so bad, and 
why <laughs> Aaliyah won't be using Zoom for Mac. That's you can't you can't break my trust like that. I mean, if it if it were up to me, I wouldn't use Zoom at all. But you can't break my trust like that and then expect me to come back to your product. You know, Zoom offers you know, some great features, but when they do something shady like that, and I think it's just it's the beliefs of the developer not understanding the beliefs of the platform. When you use a Mac, you expect those features to be there, the the privacy, the permission requests, all those things. Well, you know, I was talking to you guys the other day when I was, because I recently reinstalled, and I'm probably going to have to do this again, um, I recently reinstalled my uh, OS on my Mac, and um, I was doing the installation in Catalina, and there was so many, like, you know, download prompts and stuff that popped up whenever you would visit websites. And this is all stuff Apple talked about or made public uh, through WWDC, if I remember correctly. Um, and so I was like, this is really, really annoying. But at the same time, I would almost rather have that annoyance knowing that, you know, there isn't going to be, um, it's it's not going to be very easy for a developer to run code through downloaded files that I know explicitly give permission for or other things like that over convenience like there's a fine balance I think between privacy and convenience but I think zoom in this case was definitely a little leaning more toward the convenience side of things than I think they should have been I don't think there's a little to it <laughs> well okay they were leaned all the way over there then <laughs> Yeah, very naughty behavior indeed. But at least Apple has taken care of it and said, no, you're not going to do this. Yes, that's nice. Towards the accessibility end of things, Ira has announced a very ambiguous free plan. Yeah, nobody knows anything about this, just that it exists. Okay, so you will, the, the well, gist of it is... Exist. Yeah. The gist of it is that this fall, you if you are an active uh, IRA explorer or a guest, you will be able to use some IRA for free daily. They don't have any idea how much that is, that, or if they do, they haven't announced it. And so what was said to current explorers and guests was to keep using your account and keep it active. And you will be part of the initial rollout. So this is going to slowly roll out over Explorers um, over time. And there were several See, the, other announcements as well. There were. The Job Seeker promotion that we spoke about in IACAS 122 is now available to Explorers and guests, which is really cool. And Ira is doing some changes to their street crossing policy. This is a bit controversial. But they will be allowing the user more control over what information they receive in the street. So there have been some really neat offerings by Ira at the convention, and it was really cool. Absolutely. Apple was at both conventions, which is very interesting. And they gave a wonderful talk on uh, the new features coming to uh, all the platforms and their new show, C. And I thought they gave a very wonderful talk about that and how much blindness oh, will be so in that show. 
and blind actors and actresses and everything. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I did too, because it was it was Sarah Herlinger, and then it was um, uh, I don't remember his name, um, the executive producer of the show, and then the uh, it was somebody else, the co-producer. I think. I Weren't believe. there three people? Mm-hmm. Hmm? I think it was the co-producer. Yeah, I think that was right. Um, but it was really, really well done, and honestly, I was sort of on the fence about checking out Apple TV Plus before, but I'm definitely going to do it now. Um, because I really want to see how this show is done. I've heard them talk about it. You know, they were talking about it also at, uh, WWDC and, um, mm, no, I, or no, 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 the, no, it wasn't WWDC. the March event. Yeah. The March event, the news plus event, um, or April, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I think it was March, but yeah, they were talking about it at the event. So I am definitely going to check it out. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so what you're saying, Jason, is you want to see, see? <laughs> so also Microsoft had several events at the conventions and I got to go to the narrator event and that was really cool. That was amazing. Just showing off some of the features coming to narrator or that are already there. And it's really proof that Microsoft is truly trying to work on narrator and make it more of a daily driver for pe for people and it's it's really cool i think to see a company do that and really improve from something that in windows xp barely read where you were to now it's such a different animal yeah i mean it's it's amazing now especially when you compare it to what it used to be and they did a really good presentation as well. I mean, it was it was so good. I really liked the um, image description stuff that they demoed at the presentation. Yes, that was and great. the link stuff. <laughs> like the, yeah, and the narrator's stuff. going to be yes. able to let you know in within the image description if if it's a here link or a learn more link, you'll be able to use the image description feature to figure out the destination of that link. And to me, that was the highlight of everything. That was so cool. That was amazing. So does anybody have any other topics we want to bring up before we move on to more iAccessibility topics? The Maker event was really cool at convention. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Can we stop walking on Megan? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Megan. <laughs> Go ahead, Megan. I'm I blink tired of talk having latency. I'm tired of being stomped on. <laughs> Speak louder. Speak louder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that I really, really enjoyed the Apple event and the narrator event. Those were probably my highlights besides hanging out with you guys. Um, I was on the fence for Apple TV Plus as well, but I really want to see this show. <laughs> you want to CC too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just all I wanted to say. Interestingly, the question came up about audio description. And Leah, do you want to talk about that, how that was answered? Yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> Call me cynical. Call me, like, curmudgeon. Call me all the things. But the way... Somebody somebody asked a question whether or not the shows on Apple TV Plus will have All descriptions. The All the shows. And the response was that the shows will have the ability 
to be described. So the option would be there, but I'm a little worried about whether or not all of them will have description out of the gate. Some people disagree with me and think I'm being, oh, uh, think I'm overanalyzing this, but I, I think Apple was very careful, as they always were and are, to not make a promise. And it would have been great to hear them say, all Apple originals will have audio description. That's not what was said. And I'm a little worried about that. See, I interpreted it as they would have the ability, meaning turning it on or off for every show. That's how I interpreted it. But It's just a little ambiguous, and so it's not yes, really it a is. way for us to know. But yeah. we'll see yeah. in the fall when they uh, release the new service. Absolutely. So, what's new at iAccessibility? So we have a lot of things going on. The first being a thing that I could finally talk about. There was a new app announced at convention, and actually before that, by email. I was very fortunate enough to get connected with the folks at NFB Newsline, and we have worked together to build NFB Newsline 3.0, which is now in beta. And that's a project that I worked on with the NFB, and we added KNFB Reader to the app. And if you are a subscriber, you'd have gotten an email from uh, Scott White of the NFB explaining how to get set up on that. If you are not a subscriber, you can subscribe to NFB Newsline uh, through calling their um, number, which we'll have in the show notes. And... Um, just get signed up and they will give you instructions on how to get to the beta. So really exciting stuff. I think this is a great app. I've actually been using it now that I've, uh, I, I found the previous app to be a little confusing in where to go to get certain things, but this is to me much more straightforward. Thanks to the great guys at uh, NFB Newsline who came up with the design. So please check it out. It's really awesome. Become a subscriber to NFB Newsline and be able to read your newspapers, magazines, and everything else that you prefer to read and subscribe to. So, it's an awesome app. Also, Michael cannot be held responsible if you drain your battery playing with the wonderful new Tilt features. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a new so Tilt fun. system really... in the new KNFB Reader Basic module that's in Newsline 3.0, NFB Newsline 3.0, and it's really a neat uh, part of the app. It's amazing. Tap, 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 tap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really exciting. And the next thing that we have to talk about is we have just released version 1.2.2 of Pocket Braille for Android. This is a new download uh, from Google Play for all users uh, for a purchase of $2.99. I mean and it is all it contains all the contractions that you'll see in the iOS version of the app, which is really exciting. It now is up to date with the iOS version. Woohoo! We have also added um, an announcement for the Apple Watch version of the iOS app. It will now be getting contractions as well. Yay! Yay! Uh, so that is really exciting about Pocket Braille. 
We're going to be also working on the website for the app and uh, a web app as well. And Windows, 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 Windows. And eventually we will also have a Windows version of the app. Yeah. Maybe possibly coded by yours truly. Maybe. Yes. And then today I registered Beyond the Gallery in App Store Connect. So that app is now in development as well. And I want to talk about a new app that I'm really excited to be developing. I tweeted about this, and currently it is being called Project Vision. It's an app for iOS that uses the Apple Vision framework, and it will have no on-screen user interface. It will use your microphone to listen to text that you dictate to your phone to run commands. So this app will only show the camera on the screen and it will identify text, it will identify objects, and be able to save images and text to your camera roll or your files app. And it will all be done through speech. I'm very excited about this app and I think a lot of people are going to like it. Another bit of news that I have to talk about, and this to me is sad. We noticed that the VO Tutorial and uh, Nant Money Reader apps are no longer in the App Store. And this is kind of a, a blow to the accessibility community, in my opinion, because they were great apps. But because of this, VO Starter is about to get an update with all new content and a new look and feel. And most of that would not be possible without our newest freshly announced board member, Miss Leslie Dixon who has been on some of our episodes. So we're very excited about all of this. So as Yay. you could tell, as you could tell, we've had a lot of changes at iAccessibility in the last several weeks. And so I've been very excited to talk about those here on the podcast. Really cool stuff. All right. So I think you guys have heard all about the news and iAccessibility stuff y'all want to hear. And so let's get on to our topic today. And I wish a cell phone would have rang just right then because that would have been perfect to talk about what, you know. <laughs> so we experience this a lot at conventions, but it just feels like it's getting worse and worse. Where you're at a presentation at convention or you're at uh, some other presentation and you hear cell phones ring, speech go off on a watch or somebody's android phone just start yeah th that wow well done yeah that happens or a lot we've heard people uh taking phone calls at some of the in the presentation events in the presentation yeah and or like, you'll hear siri or people dictating text in in the session like speaking like i'm just like stop just stop. Oh, it's so distracting. Ugh. But, and, and, ugh. All the things. But the question is yeah. why? Why is it... I mean, it, it's common sense, you'd think, right? But, but why is it so distracting and bad? And, and I want somebody to answer this and not be very upset. And, and talk about this objectively. Why is it a bad thing to have your cell phone go off or be talking on your phone or dictate text to your phone in the middle of a session. 
it really distracts from the presenter. So not only can it, as, as you hear phones talking and things like that, you, you tend to focus on the noise that's closer to you. And a lot of times that's the phone. And so that distracts from communication that the presenter is trying to give. But also it could very easily distract the presenter in a smaller room. And it could make them pause. It could make them trip over their words. It could make them lose track of what they were trying to say. And so there there are many, many reasons uh, why... You know, you don't want those things happening. Also, it's just rude. It's also, if you have a hearing impairment, those other distractions in the room are going to make it harder to hear what the presenter is trying to say. Yeah, and what you were saying about, you know, Aaliyah, the tendency that we have to focus on the closer sound to us, I think for me it's doubled because... Not only do I have a tendency to focus on the closer sound, and you guys are probably going to make fun of me for this, feel free, but I've noticed that if there are different sound characteristics around me, so like for instance, when you have a presenter and they're, you know, speaking into a microphone, they have like, they're hooked up to a set of speakers or whatever, you know, they're going to have, an, unless the speakers are just really bad, a nice full sound. But then if I hear something that's like, tinnier, I, I, I tend to focus on it more so than the full-bodied sound, but it's easier for me to focus on a bigger sound than it is a, a, a tiny sound unless that tiny sound as you said is, 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 is close to me, but it also does distract me even if it doesn't, you know, fully take away from my ability to um, hear what's being presented. So I, I feel like I sort of have two things working against me there. See... For me, it, not only is it distracting for me and probably the presenter, but it's just disrespectful. Like, these people have made all these preparations for these presentations, unless they're doing it, unless they're improvising, which I don't think they are most of the time. Uh, you know, they these people have prepared and they took the time to come to Vegas and you know, set up their presentation and get ready and, you know, just everything like that. They took the time out of their probably very busy lives to make this presentation. And when you go and play on your phone and whatever else you've got going there, it just, it's just so rude. Like, it just doesn't set a good example for humanity, I guess, if that when, makes sense. And, and one of the things I want to point out is it doesn't matter the group. I've been at CSUN, and I've heard the same kind of stuff. Not as bad. People are a little more professional, but you still hear some of it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. Like, I've been at staff meetings at my work, and I've heard some of these things. It really oh, doesn't yeah. matter the group. I don't know what it is about this kind of behavior, but it's uh. it's one of those things that, Everybody, I guess, feels that what they're doing is as important, if not more so, than everybody's listening experience in that room. I actually have a theory about this, but before I say my theory, you know, backing up what you said, Michael, it, it is bad. Because even if it's announced that, you know, hey, you need to keep your devices muted, like, for instance, if, if uh, 
Beef and Board's Dinner Theater does a show. They say at the beginning of the show. Also, we'd like to remind you that Actors' Equity Association uh, strictly prohibits the making of audio or video recordings during the show. And so you would think that would be enough to prevent people from doing it. But I know that there have been people that uh, my girlfriend has seen who have been like taking photos during the show, who have been texting during the show. So even if people announce it, it's not always enough. And that's what breaks my brain. But my theory behind this is, I think that, okay, let me ask you guys a question. What is the number one thing that your phone will do when you have apps installed and it just happens to be sitting there? You get notifications. Then notifications, yeah. That is the number one thing that your phone is doing that you can immediately, you know, have evidence of anyway. Uh, when you have a bunch of apps installed, it's giving you notifications. And I think that apps like Facebook and Instagram and, 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 and Twitter and all these social apps have ingrained that into our brains that, hey, I have a notification. I have, I've, I've, I've got to check it. And not even just Facebook and Instagram, but even, you know, text messaging. I feel like these, these devices have ingrained it into our brains that, hey, look, there's a notification. I've got to check it. And I think that contributes to a lot of the behavior like this that we see at shows and, and presentations and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's really the issue is we get so many notifications and we're so pre, you know, our, our minds are so, I've got to check that. I've got to see what's going on. I got to see. I got to know. I have to find out. And so. <gasps> Who mentioned me? And so I think what's going on, and I, I, I honestly think a lot of times is a lot of Android phones speak a lot. And I think since they don't have a mute switch, people feel like, well, it's more difficult for me to mute this than it is for me to, just to leave it on. There's also no way to mute talkback speech without turning off talkback itself. And that's unfortunate. Oh, you can't nope. disable speech? Nope. Oh, you could. Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. I really you know, you you're could. right. That's true. There isn't really a. And easy even way to if there is, it it's not quick. Hmm. That's right, because you'd have to open up the. Um, uh, what is that? The, the, the global context menu. Mm hmm. It's not like voiceover where you could just do a three-finger double no, tap no, and no. your speech. It's not. And, and you know, that's a problem, especially for people who don't feel comfortable enough working with their phones without speech to get it turned back on. Right. And especially in Android's case, you know, even if you turn your accessibility volume down, it's not always going to come up when you expect it to because of all the different volumes that Android allows you to adjust given the what your phone is doing at the time. Right. But there are still techniques, you know, do not disturb, turning off notifications, even putting your phone in airplane mode. I understand people have calls, they need to get in different things. But if it's that much of a big deal, you know, sit in a place where you could get out of the room quickly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, it, if it has to talk, turn your volume down. Way down. Exactly. I mean, part of, part of what I told my students a couple years ago when I taught at a summer program was... Use earbuds. Everybody needs to have a pair of earbuds. And if you don't have them, I will give some to you. 
because if you really absolutely have to be on your phone during a session and you don't have a braille display, use earbuds. Because a lot of people don't realize this, folks, but if you are using a phone using speech, it is very distracting being able to hear other people's speech while you're doing your own task. And so even in even when you're not in a presentation, it's a good idea just to carry earbuds. Just because in case somebody asks you, hey, I understand you need to use that device for, you, you use speech to operate your device, but it's that speech is really bothering me. People should have that right to be able to say that because it can really cause people to not be able to focus on what they're doing. And so a pair of uh, earbuds really will go a long way in helping the noise pollution around you in no matter what environment you're in. But a Braille display is also useful. Now, that's not to say you should take your Orbit reader in the front of the presentation and start using it. Even if you are using a Braille display, you still want to turn the sounds off so that everyone doesn't hear the clicks that it will make. Oh, your screen reader sounds? Uh, well, or the, the yeah, you want to turn voiceover sounds off, and you also, like, on the brilliance, um, it has some tones, so it'll beep once when it turns on, and then it'll go, doo -doo -doo, when it connects. Mm -hmm. Or any hymns product. Or, oh, God, any hymns product. Ooh, yes. 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 Hymns, yes. Turn those I off. I heard a few Goodness. of those. Uh, I, I tweeted after I got back from convention that if anybody thought that, that somebody won the slot machine when they turned on a hymns device. It really does sound like that. Yes, it, yeah, does. it does. It does sound. And now like I can't unhear it. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> so it's just it's really critical to just think about others. I can't tell you how many times, even in a restaurant, from across the room. I'm not talking about the next table over. I'm talking about across the room. I heard somebody's phone, usually with one of the male voices, like Tom or Alex, blasting out. I mean, I'm just like, oh. whoa. All right. You guys no, know what thank you. you guys know what one of my favorite things is? When you're at a restaurant and somebody's watching a video and their phone is all the way up. Ugh, yes. Oh, that oh. really drives Believe me it or insane. not though, that's a, believe it or not, that's more acceptable than speech. Well, of course it is because the majority of the community is silent. Well, yeah, but it's still just <laughs> I, it still drives me crazy. Yeah, it's still rude. Yeah. Or when, like, it's rude. Or, or, it is or, still rude, though. Or when somebody, mm -hmm. like, gets a phone call and they have their the person that they're talking to on speakerphone and that's all the way Ugh. up. Yeah, yeah that, that's another that is that hard to stand. But Or when you're riding a train or a bus oh. and other people have their music on and won't use headphones. Yeah. Their music, also, like, on speakers. I heard one on the train last night. And yeah. also speakerphone phone calls. Guys, if you'll believe this, I was in the banquet and sitting, listening to President Riccobono's speech, and somewhere very close to me was somebody who was watching a YouTube video loudly on their speakers. I could hear it. That is just disrespectful. I mean, it, it doesn't matter whether, you know, you aren't interested or not. Don't do that. It's rude. It's hard enough to hear in those big rooms with all the people and all the things and the, and the sound may or may not be reaching everywhere. But then you have that. Right. 
I mean, it was just, it was like, and there were people like screaming in the YouTube video. It was really disrespectful. It was horrible. And also you see a lot of times where in sessions or in presentations, it's, it takes a lot to get people to quiet down and stop talking. Yeah. I mean, what happened yes, to, I, I really want to know, what happened to, in school, for example, if you didn't stop talking, man, you were going to get yelled at. Like, what happened to people learning that when somebody is talking, you're respectful? You See, listen to a, what they're saying and you pay attention. What happened to that? And that's another thing. Like, it really bothered me at, at convention. Like, I really wanted some of the presenters to actually stop and, and, and say something. Not necessarily calling out individual people if you happen to know who they are, but just kind of saying, you know, hey, I'm going to... I need everybody to, you know, make sure that you're not going to be taking calls or if you do have to take a call, please make sure that you can quickly leave the room or mute your devices or something. I really wanted that to happen, but it you know, almost never did. Honestly, what I do um if I'm giving a presentation to a group and the group won't be quiet, I will just stop talking. And I will stand there. And if that doesn't get the message across after a few seconds, then I will say something. But, well, yeah. I think a lot of pres uh, presenters have the philosophy that the people that want to hear what they have to say will listen, and they're just going to keep talking even if people are being disrespectful. But it's just a pain when you have to listen through all of that stuff. You know, one day, I swear, if I'm giving a presentation and I start saying something like this, somebody run up and smack me. I'm going to say something to the effect of, you know, I know that those of you who are talking and carrying on side conversations don't want to hear what I want to say, but we got people who do. So take it outside. But at the same time, people just need to be respectful and understand that if you're there, you're there to learn and to hear the conversation, to hear the conversation that's coming from the presenter, like pay attention to them and they'll have questions, you know, they'll open it up for questions. But I feel like a lot of times people don't have the, like they're there because they maybe need to be there and they don't want to be there or they are there to fill their time. And that's not a reason to be and in I any presentation. Right. And I understand that too, but I still feel like people need to be you know, respectful of those of us who are there to actually get something out of the presentation. And I will be honest, I had used my phone a little bit in one of the presentations. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was one of the sessions. But I did it in a way that may have looked awkward, but I didn't care what it looked like as long as I wasn't just, you know, audio-wise anyway, disturbing anybody around me because... The only earbuds I had on me at the time were my Beats. And as much as I love my Beats, they do isolate some sound, and I found that to be distracting, where something like AirPods wouldn't. Um, and so I turned my device as low as I could get it and just put the speaker by my ear because what I needed or wanted to check, I don't actually remember what it was at the time, was very quick. And then I put my phone away. And if my devices do go off, I as quickly as I can, make sure that I mute them and prevent them from going off again. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing more mortifying, for example, than in the middle of a very quiet lecture hall or an exam. <clears throat> Michael, you caused this to happen at one point. <clears throat> My phone goes off. Nothing more mortifying than that. 
You would think. I mean, but but it just seems like some people don't care. I mean, you know, if you need to have a quick conversation, whether it's over text, and you just need to do it quickly, you know, like I had a, a moment where I had to pull out my phone and I had a bit of an emergency going on at home. And I had my AirPods in. Nobody could hear my phone going off. My watch was muted, so my watch wasn't getting any notifications. At least they were only vibrations. Nobody could hear what I was doing. Yes, I had my phone out, but I needed to deal with it. I was listening to the presenter as well as focusing on the situation at home. You know, like sometimes you do need to do that, but having those text conversations with your speaker blasting out loud is not right. It's not the way to handle things. And it is understandable. Sometimes things happen. It is good to have your equipment out to take notes. And sometimes there will be times where your speech just comes out of the wrong uh, yeah. device. Aaliyah like, had that happen. Yeah, Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I blame the beta. <laughs> um, and on your that Surface at one time. Where... Oh, God. In the middle of a final exam. That hey, was... at least it wasn't the sound you had on your Pixel phone. Oh, that's very true. If, if so my monkey started running around, around. Backpack was. a few times. <laughs> yeah. So those that things can fun. happen, but as long as you take steps to end it quickly, I mean, that's all you can do. But if it starts to happen multiple times during a presentation, that means you're not doing enough to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I literally had Michael restart my phone because my, my phone would not give up the audio to my earbuds and so i was like michael fix michael fix (laughs) so do you guys have any other topics we want to talk about on this in this area before we wrap up no i think that's it um the only thing i would say to finalize it is if you are choosing earbuds just be mindful of what you're going to use them for and you don't necessarily have to have like a 500 hundred dollar pair of earbuds just so that people aren't able to hear your phone at a convention you know you could you could do with getting like cheap earbuds or 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 the airpods or apple's, apple's earpods, earpods or something yeah just yeah. don't use aftershocks you know you don't <laughs> well even if well actually i guess those bleed don't no they? they bleed no oh i mean yeah, if you do have a but, hearing impairment yes by all means that's what yeah. you have to do that's what you have to do but just don't necessarily feel like you've got to go out and get like a nice set of like noise canceling earbuds for this purpose because then you're not going to be able to hear the presentation you're trying to go and be a part of in the well, first place. And if you're wearing noise canceling headphones, you're probably wearing something too big for the presentation anyway, and it would make you look like you're not paying attention at all. Yeah. That's true. And even something mm-hmm. like the Ambios where you could hear around you, I I would still personally feel kind of weird wearing something like that but yeah i would too because you have the wire hanging down well you're gonna have that regardless of what wired earbuds you choose yeah if you use wired earbuds if you have wired earbuds yeah yeah but But, or only put one in that's my philosophy Mm -hmm. yeah actually you can buy monaural earbuds you can buy um earbuds that are designed for that purpose okay excellent well does anybody have any final comments before we wrap up today? I think my watch does. Oh, 
<laughs> all right. With all of that being said, Megan, what is your pick for this week, and where can people find you online? All right. My pick for this week, I just came up with it on the spot because I went, uh-oh, don't have a pick. Need to find a pick. Or as uh, Jason says, so... uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my pick this week, and this may shock you all, because as you guys may know, I am pretty Apple-centric. <gasps> Are you about to pick what I think you're going to pick? You're going to yes. steal mine. That's rude. No, no. two different devices. <laughs> different generation. <laughs> uh, my pick for this week is the Pixel 2. <laughs> Pardon me while I unmute my devices and make sure I receive a bunch of notifications. I know. I've shocked all of you. I'm sorry. I should have <laughs> given you a bit of warning at the beginning of the show. But uh, I got this Pixel 2 from Michael, and I have done very little playing around with it, but I find it pretty similar to iOS, and I do kind of like it, I think. Will you stop? Um, I really need air. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, she has gone to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ow, um, that actually hurt. But I can I can assure you guys that I am not going to transition to the Pixel Two. I am not. I am not. I'm still very pro iPhone, but I have done some playing around with it this week, and uh, think it's just an interesting device, and I like learning new t new things. So. That is my pick for this week, and as for where you can find me online, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Megan, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N, at iAccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at MeganH13. Again, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N. 13? H13, yeah. Age 13. Yeah, it sounded like you ended up very abruptly. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> All right. Well, no, I was just spelling out the name of my name. Okay. People know. Yeah, but the way you ended it, 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 it was sort like of sounded -E like you were like, wait, what's the rest of the name? I was like, <laughs> did you forget the rest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Nobody was talking to you. <laughs> the, the Google device came up. Whoa. It's excited that Megan's pick was a was the was pixel a pickle. too. Pickle. It hurt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pickle. Oh my. All right. So Anna, what is your pick, and where can people find you online? Uh, my pick is the Q Braille. It is a forty so Braille display that has the combines a Braille display with a Perkins keyboard, along with the modifiers of a regular QWERTY keyboard, such as the arrow keys, tab, home, um, all the function keys that you would have on a uh, simple QWERTY keyboard. And it works with JAWS and all those things. And people can find me at TroutmanAnna3 on Twitter and Anna at iAccessibility.net. Is everybody really trying to kill me today? I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Aliyah, what is your pick for the weekend? Where can people find you online? My pick for this week is the lovely and amazing thing that we unboxed on Friday night, and that is the Echo Show. It is a very nice um, smart display from Amazon. Second generation. Second generation, absolutely. <laughs> and the big one, not the Echo Show 5, the, the big 10-inch show. We got a nice deal on Prime Day. And it is a very, very nice device it has voice view built in so it's fully accessible and in my opinion is much nicer than the google nest hub as far as what it can do and how it does it very amazing sound um really does get nice and loud have lots of bass um just a very very nice well put together nice looking device and you can watch hulu on it so cool Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right. Jason, what is your pick for this week? My pick for this week is the original Pixel XL. I know. Uh-oh. Another Google pick. But, like Megan, I recently got a hold of, the, uh, of a Pixel phone and... Uh, I've been playing around with it. I've I've been an Android user before. Um, I used to have a Nexus 4. Those of you who have listened to the show pretty regularly probably know those already, but I played with it for a while, and it just never really felt as well integrated as VoiceOver for iOS. And I feel like, you know, TalkBack now has gotten a lot better as far as feeling integrated to the system. Not everything is quite there yet. Um, I find that you know, searching the web and stuff, I, I still find it to be a nicer experience on my iPhone. And like Megan, I don't have any plans to fully transition to a Pixel. But I also like knowing the state of Android and, and, and learning a new OS and all that good stuff. And there's some really neat things you can do with TalkBack and gestures and all that good stuff. So that is my pick for this week. And as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content at iAccessibility.net. You can email me at Jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can follow me on Twitter at JDE91. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. I do ask that if you add me to social media that you let me know that you have found me from the IA cast. All right. My pick this week is for the Orbit Reader 20. Big shocker, right? I picked one of these up right. at convention. I knew it. I picked yeah, one of these up at convention. And it's really a neat display. It's loud, but it's proud. <laughs> <laughs> and it works really well. I love the controls. I love the panning keys. It's a good re Braille device for a low vision user like myself. So uh, that's why I got it. I loved it, and so I picked it up. So the Orbit Reader 20 is, a, is an amazing little Braille display. It's just loud. So you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E -E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook. Just search for me uh, on Facebook, and let me know that you heard about me from the IA cast. And I'm also on my website at michaeldoeys.com, which I'm using to upload all my pictures from Vegas. So 
Really excited about that. That's going to be great. And keep a lookout in the App Store for Michael Doeys. I have all kinds of new apps coming out for iAccessibility and iAccessibility and Google Play. There's going to be new apps and things coming out very shortly. So really awesome stuff. So it's been really exciting being able to do all these things. So I want to thank you guys for sticking with us on the stream and everybody that listens to the show, we know it's been a little while since we've had an episode, but we're back and we'll be back again next week. So thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye, everyone. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.